Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Higher Mammal Podcast. This is episode 32, and we are back here after a little bit of a hiatus. Um, I'm here with my buddy, Lifty Husky. How are you doing today, Lifty? Doing great. Ready to talk. As ever. Yeah. Uh, so we do have a uh, quite a bit in for y'all in store today. Um, uh, Lifty, what did we want to start out with? Uh, I know we've got quite a lot going on drama wise in the fandom. Um, um, let's start about... out with the um, let's start out with the MFF uh, room lottery drama because that's it's that time of year again. Oh boy! Yeah, the MFF room lottery has already run its course and already. Many, many furries are complaining that they didn't get anything out of it. Like an actual lottery. It's almost like it's almost like the word lottery implies that not everybody's going to get in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And um this time quite a lot of poppy furs uh it's got like, the it's almost like shafted. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, quite a lot of poppy furs got shafted. Um what they're planning to do is um is they have they have put out this uh email to everybody who applied to the lottery and uh and didn't get in they said as in the coming days we will open a single unified booking site where any rooms with our partner hotels may open up due to cancellations you'll be able to search and book all king and double rooms in every mff hotel lottery participants that were not successful in obtaining a room We'll receive the booking site link several days ahead of the general public. Watch your email for booking site information. Oh boy! So they're <laughs> now they're going to cause even more panic and, and mayhem over all these people that didn't get a room because there's still a limited amount of rooms, I would guess. And I can't imagine anybody who's like trying to get a, like a hotel room just for like the weekend there and is like is like not part of the con whatsoever and then they're just like why the fuck are all these furries here why are four entire buildings filled up with them <laughs> that's okay so mff for for those of you who may or may not know what mff is mff is midwest fur fest and it's notable for being about 10 minutes away from one of the largest and busiest airports in the world chicago o'hare airport why is this important well <laughs> Those those uh, flight crews, especially United flight crews, they need a place to sleep at night often. And they have to go and share these uh, hotels with furries. And every time, like clockwork, you see the you always see these uh, these flight crews coming into the hotel and they're visibly grimacing at all of these furries. <laughs> At the fucking hotel. They're like, they just got off a 16-hour flight. They just want to sleep. They're looking at all of these furries. It's 10 p.m. They're wearing some really raunchy shit because MFF has, you know, after dark hours, apparently. And they're looking at all this shit and like, I am 41 years old. I am too old, too tired for this shit. I'm three weeks away from retirement. <laughs> Well, you know what? What's fucked up too is that a lot of these like airline uh, pilots and whatnot and ground crew, these are the same people that are going to be flying those exact same furries back and to and from the. Oh yeah, from Chicago. Yeah. yeah. 
I mean, it, it's wait a minute. I fucking recognize that guy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's That's the motherfucker in the pup. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. But flight crews sharing a hotel with furries is not really anything new. Like back when I went to Furthermore uh, at uh, at the Sheraton in Tyson's Corner, uh, we used to share the hotel with Korean Air and Saudia flight crews. I don't really, I don't think the Saudia flight crews were like that enthusiastic about seeing the furries. The Korean air pilots, the Korean air crew, they loved us. They absolutely loved us. They always wanted to get pictures with furries and, uh, and all kinds of stuff. Saudis? Uh, what the Saudia, Saudi Arabian Airlines? Oh, the, I, yeah, I can imagine the Saudis were not. <laughs> yeah. They they were not really enthusiastic as enthusiastic as the Korean air pilots and flight crew upon seeing the furries. Inshallah, I will fly this plane around. <laughs> <laughs> but um, at MFF every year they've always got they've always got flight crews sharing the uh, Hyatt Regency with furries, and you can tell they're like, I'm too old for this crap. What the fuck is this? They got that face, you know. They got that face, they get and that's that part of the reason. And that's part of the reason why they have like a shortage of rooms. Like they can't really just get the whole hotel at the Hyatt Regency. They just they have to. There's like I think they're contractually obligated to keep several blocks open for flight crews, yeah. so that flight crews can stay there. And of course, that's expected given that they're only ten minutes away from Chicago O'Hare. You're going to have bunches of flight crews from all over the world staying in these hotels. But back to MFF, I don't understand why this is something that happens every year, and it's unique to MFF. Like, they have events at that convention center that are much larger than MFF, and they don't seem to have a problem with room bookings, as far as I can tell. And, you know, things things go, you know, perfect, you know, they 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 go pretty well. Do you think it's just because like on average, like furries will haul a lot more like shit to the con? And you think no, that no, I I think it's three things. One, mismanagement, because MFF management is they they have their they have a lot of priorities not screwed on straight. Like they they focus on a lot of other shit that they really shouldn't be focused on nearly as much as other shit that's happening in the convention. Yeah. Um, two is nepotism, obviously. Like mm -hmm. it, it is it is well known that there is nepotism within the furry fandom. There's a lot of furries that know who is managing these hotel rooms at MFF, and all they got to do is just say you know some. They just yeah. got to, you know, whisper to their friend. It's like, hey, you got any rooms? And they get a room. Before yeah. before the room lottery even opens, they already got a room. And another reason is possibly uh, underestimating how many rooms they would need prior to uh, opening up the room lottery. So there's, so there's a constant shortage. But also, you know, number four, because there's such a contractual obligation to keep some blocks of the hotel open for flight crews, they can't, they, they're, they're kind of limited in how many rooms they can book. And that's like a consistent, like, year-by-year -year problem? Yeah. Yeah, this is consistent. Wow. Like, it was like this last year, and I'm surprised that people are having this scared, uh, 
the surprise Pikachu face all, all over again this year because where were you last year? This happened last year too. And it happened the year before that. Yeah. And they and they've had this for how many years now? The the room lottery? Um I wanna say aside from 2020, because nobody nobody went to MFF wasn't around in 2020. Um I would say about four years, maybe. I mm -hmm. think that they that they've been doing the room lottery. And but, but before the room lottery, it was just a mad dash to like F5 your computer for a room. And yeah. it was it gotten bad, I think. I think there were people that um were just script kiddying bots so that they can so that as soon as the room lottery opened, they could just just like buy up 10 rooms and then just divvy them out to their friends. Yeah. So the room lottery was supposedly designed to eliminate that but it caused way more problems yeah it just uh, caused a different set of problems yeah it caused a different set of problems entirely i think um i think last year i remember that uh they also had a separate uh room lottery for dealers to uh have a room over at the crown plaza yeah that's a shit hotel i'm sorry i will say it straight the crown plaza is a shit hotel how is it like compared to uh to the other one? Like it it looks very old, run down. Um the 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 fixtures just look really aged and weathered. I, I was I was there one time and I, I was just looking at it, it like Ugh. It, it really it looked gross. The the crown plaza looked really gross. Not only that, but um the Crown Plaza was also the uh, the site where this one girl um, somehow was got drunk one time and stumbled into a freezer that was left open and died there. Oh shit! I think I heard about that. Yeah, yeah. The, now, the, actually, the, like, wasn't that like the basis for like a, a CSI episode or something? I don't know, actually. Um, I swear I saw that. But I remember, but I remember, like one time when I was at MFF, there were people picketing outside the Crown Plaza for like justice for that woman. Yeah. And and I'm just I I, I had to look up what they were talking about because I'm like, what is going on here? And then I saw that and I was like, oh, oh what the fuck? Oh, wonderful! Now the hotel is haunted too. Yeah, hotel is haunted. I mean, it's run down and haunted. Why would you want? Why would you want to put your dealers there? That's why I question. Hey, dealers! I have a great suggestion for a new con hotel. Ever heard of Hotel Cecil? I heard the water there is great. What? Ever heard of Hotel Cecil? Um, look up the uh, 2013 Hotel Cecil uh, water tank incident. Okay, hold on. There was a, a a hotel in I think it was like Los Angeles called Hotel Cecil. It was kind of like a really like shitty rundown hotel by the nineties, but uh, essentially it was like it home like vagrants and whatnot. And um, uh, there was a a woman there that um, was ha I guess having like oh, a no. like episode, and she ended up in the water tank like dead, and nobody found her for like weeks. Oh God! 
Yeah, I've actually, I, I got a story up about it. Um, Eliza Lamb was a 21-year-old student visiting Los Angeles for the first time when she mysteriously disappeared in 2013 and was found in a water tank of the Cecil Hotel in downtown LA 19 days later. Good God. By that time, she was she would have been like really decomposed. It would would have been gross. Mm, heard that tap water there is great. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> mm, yummy. Oh uh, yeah. Ew. It's protein. Oh. <laughs> oh my god, that's okay. That's fucking gross. The hotel itself was colloquially known to have insanity within its walls. Wow, that's a really Really glowing Yelp review. Oh, <laughs> uh, about a five. With guests ranging from drug dealers to prostitutes and rapists, one interview subject in the documentary series even said the hotel is where serial killers let their hair down. Wow. Well, yeah, I was staying at this hotel, and um, yeah, I heard a bunch of screams down the hall. Um, you know, sometimes the walls would leak blood, and you know, occasionally somebody would jump <laughs> off the roof. Uh, but and the tap water also tasted kind of funky there, and around sometimes. Five out of five stars, though. Great, great bed. Oh, <laughs> <That> awful. <laughs> would recommend. Yeah. That's awful. Well, I learned something new about this. Yeah. I'm going to read more about it uh, later <laughs> on. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, if you ever like, if you ever uh, are at a shitty hotel at a for a furcon, just remind you. At least you're not at the hotel Cecil. Yeah, but um, it could be worse. <laughs> yeah, but back to the MFL um, room lottery situation. What a lot of people have been doing is basically as soon as closing ceremonies. Uh, ends and they've got quite a bit of cash in the bank. They head straight to the front desk at uh, the Hyatt Regency and say, Hey, I want a room in this hotel for these dates. Oh. Even and some other people, they, they have like backup uh, reservations at other hotels like the Doubletree or the, yeah. uh, the Lowe's or the Marriott. You know, they, they have backup hotel plans already in place so that when they join the room lottery and they don't get in, well, at least they still got a room. If they get in, they cancel their plans at the backup hotel and just take the um, take the room lottery room if it's better than if it's actually the main. Everybody just goes for the main. Hmm. Even though. Eh, all the hotels, more or less, except for like a couple, are within walking distance. And uh, MFF is unique in which it's like the one convention where I would gladly walk to the convention center or the hotel uh, in fursuit more often than I would in regular street clothes. Because it's Chicago in December and it gets stupidly cold to where, you know, you can wear your fursuit and not... not Die of uh, of heat exhaustion, but, but um, Chicago. Yeah. In, you'd you'd walk through Chicago in a fursuit. It's not Chicago. It's Rosemont. Oh, it's Rose. Oh, right. Yeah. What? Way way different. 
Like okay. you do not get any of the riffraff from Chicago in Rosemont. So how far is Chicago from Rosemont or is it like a suburb? It's a suburb. Um, I would, I think it's like, last I checked, it was like 16 miles. Hold on. Let me, let me do. Yeah. It went like, um, oh shit. You know, I was actually in Seattle. 15, 15, 15 miles. 15 miles. 15 miles. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's like about how far, um, like I was in Seattle this past week, uh, with Skirtanzi. Um, and we were we were out in White Center, which is like a, roughly the same distance, uh, uh, like roughly like 10, 15 miles from um, like downtown. Mm -hmm. So it's like it's not too far, but it's enough like out of the way of um, all the shittiness. Yeah. Um, I, I will say, though, they I, I think. For the most part, they got most of the homeless people out of the major tourist areas in Seattle, because uh, you do still see them on a couple streets, although they're not like nearly as bad as they were like four or five years ago. But when I was there, mm -hmm. but yeah, um, I think Seattle's gotten a little bit better—not like by a lot, but there's still a lot of problems there with homelessness and drugs. And yeah, sure, but it, yeah. It, Beautiful, beautiful scenery, though. Yeah. Um, I would, I would love to. Uh, shit, I would love to have uh, you and uh, Tex and Skirtanzi all up in Washington one year. And uh, yeah, like a big. I mean, I, I've never been there. I, I love exploring places, so I would definitely look into that sometime. Oh yeah, I'll have to send. Actually, I'll have to send you some uh, some pictures I took from. Uh, from Seattle and Tacoma and whatnot. It's really pretty up there. Yeah. Awesome. But uh, what else What else did we have in news links? We had a lot of stuff. Okay. Um, so we had also a dog-fox hybrid has been discovered in Brazil. The a first dog? such case to have been verified through genetic analysis. And I looked into this story, and I found out that um, this was this was kind of like a one-off uh, genetic one-off. I don't think there's any. This is an like an actual thriving species of um, of canine anymore because this was like one documented uh, individual, and it died. Oh, it, it just it just kind of like lived its. Live the live the normal life and just died, so it didn't really reproduce. Yeah, it didn't reproduce and produced no no dog fox hybrids afterwards. Uh, oh, no. I, I have to ask. I have You're to ask. An infill dog fox. <laughs> yeah, I have to ask. So if it's a dog fox hybrid, do we call them docs? Do we call them doxes or do we call them fogs? What do we call them? Doxes or fogs? I don't like either of those. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, dog-fox hybrid is just so clumsy. So clumsy to say. Like, we come up with folks. We came up with fox-wolf hybrids, even though in the wild, I don't think that would even work. No, no. I'm pretty sure wolves eat foxes. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't, I don't think that would... 
I think if if that would happen, that's kind of a severe case of what the fuck's wrong with you, my guy. But in the magical world of the furry fandom. Oh, but yeah, in, in the world of the furry fandom, we can have a a, a mouse top an elephant. <laughs> Hot waylord on skitty action. <laughs> uh, yeah, size difference. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, but yeah, it was basically just a fox dog hybrid thing that lived and then died and didn't really do much, I yeah. guess. I mean, it's cute. Yeah, I really wish there were more because I I think this is cute. I'm thinking the reason it uh, was it discovered or was it like genetically modified? Um, it says it's discovered in in Brazil. First case to be verified through genetic analysis. I don't know what the fuck that is. I'm not a I'm not a scientist. Yeah. Um. Let me let me see. We could get uh, what the fuck's her face, Chai's. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't trust anything she says. Uh, I was gonna say they've been awfully quiet, but I forget they blocked like everybody. So oh, the fr- okay. So Business Insider has the scoop. Uh, the first known hybrid between a dog and a fox was discovered in Brazil after being hit by a car. <laughs> Such a sad life. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I feel bad for laughing at that. Yeah. An amazing oh animal. New species. Shit, he's already dead. <laughs> An amazing animal discovered in Brazil appears to be the first known case of a dog and a fox crossbreeding. I mean, like, that seems totally plausible. I mean, they're around the same size. Yeah, yeah. I would, well, I would, it was, gen- I would so, think generally a dog would kill the fox so um it was it was a cross between a pompous dog and a fox wait a pompous dog yes like a i'm thinking pomeranian um pompous where the fuck i'm guessing it's Um, like it's a smaller it's smaller species of dog but it's like a like a short hair yeah yeah Oh, they're they're really cute. They're like really small German shepherds. Oh wait, no, no, wait a minute. No, that's that that is a German shepherd. A pompous pompous fox. Oh, and a domestic dog. Okay, never mind. Well, a pump. I got, yeah, pompous I got that. Fox. I got that backwards. A pompous fox. Hmm. Uh, it's a hybridization between disparate species. Oh, I'm just reading. Random shit. Dogs have 78 chromosomes while the Papa's fox has 74. This hybrid has 76, demolishing a common a common argument against the possibility of hybridization between disparate species. Mm-hmm. Oh, this wait, hold on. Of, yeah. Yeah. A lot of science shit that I don't understand. <laughs> yeah. So uh the telegraph later or so after the animal recovered at the vet hospital of the Universidade Federal. Rio Grande do Sul. She was transferred to a conservation center in Santa Maria City per the Telegraph. And then the Telegraph later reported that the animal had died in unknown circumstances six months ago, and that the death was being investigated by the government after the animal's keepers did not report it. 
Oh, wow. Typical fucking Brazilian government. Yeah. Fuck, man. Um, that's, that's sad. Yeah. Also, the, the, the dog fox was neutered. Oh. Well, why the fuck would they do that? Fuck if I know. Oh, oh, they they already they already came up with names for this uh, species. Names suggested for the animal were Grahora. <laughs> I'm sorry, I gotta type it because this is I can't pronounce this. Like, there's an X in there, and I'm like, the fuck? How do you pronounce this? Grahora, which combines the Portuguese names for the pompous fox and the female dog, and uh, I can't even pronounce this one. Dogs, I can't. I'm sorry, I can't. What are these words? Dogs, them look like I'm studying Portuguese and I can't understand this shit. Dogs, them looks like a sounds like a Tumblr gender. You just just meet the dog, zim, z, zir, dog pronouns. I identify as good boy. <laughs> <laughs> Don't give people ideas. Some people will actually hear that and say, hmm, that's not a bad idea. <laughs> Pose law in complete action. If anyone in my audience is listening to that and has been influenced by that, you do not deserve to be part of my audience anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you, Business Insider, for the scoop on that on this story. Uh, okay. I guess that's really all we have other than like scientific bullshit that I don't really care about. Um, so in other, in other news, we have Nomad Complex, a, uh, popular store that's been around for several years in the furry fandom. I believe it's been around since, uh, shit, at least 2016 on Twitter, Mm. but, um, they have gone out of business or some or some form of going out of business i guess yeah but uh they had just recently cleared out all of their stock and um i really regret not buying anything from them yeah because uh, i like you said they had that really cool underwear that you liked but yeah um, they had some really cool designs for jock straps and a lot of furries uh bought nomad complex jock straps and i really like that um, so a bit of backstory on what happened. So Nomad Complex was doing pretty good for business uh, year after year. Uh, they were ready to renew their lease in their warehouse in Vancouver, and it was rejected. So let me repeat that again. They're, they were about to renew their lease, and the, the landlord rejected their renewal. They didn't huh. explain they didn't explain why they were rejected. They were just rejected. So from then on, they basically just had to clear out their inventory, cl- close their business, and move on with their life, I guess. That sucks. Yeah, yeah, it does. Now, I don't really know exactly why they would be rejected if they're paying their bills month after month and not really giving a problem to the landlords. Why would they be rejected? Yeah. Um, but I can also say that them being based in Vancouver had a lot to do with how or what or how this uh, decision influenced 
their next steps. Because Vancouver, for many of you that may not know, Vancouver is probably one of the most expensive real estate markets in the world. And it's because you have a lot of, yeah, in the world, you have a lot of these overseas uh, real estate speculators that come to Vancouver, they buy up land, they buy up buildings, they buy up apartments, they raise the rent, they, they spruce up uh, apartments, they raise the rent on those to you know stratospheric heights yeah. and make it really, really unaffordable to live there by people who have lived there all their life, you know, native born Canadian. Yeah. And I don't know if that's really in play here, but it it might be in play. I'm just speculating here. Where was Keith coming from? He wasn't from Vancouver, was he? I'm not sure actually. Um you'd have to ask him. I mean, I'm I'm glad that he's here. Yeah, I think I think he was from Ontario maybe. I think he was from like the East Coast. Yeah, that would that would make sense. Ontario is on the east. Yeah, Ontario's on the east, right? No, it's not. Like yeah, in- yeah, it's it's like center east. I don't, I don't fucking know their cities. <laughs> yeah, Ontario is like right above, right just north of Minnesota, Michigan, Illinois, Wisconsin area. Just to give you, to give everybody an idea, if okay, they're so looking in a mental map. Like yeah. Lake. yeah. Okay, so yeah, he's around like the Great Lakes region. Yeah, yeah, it's a good way uh-huh. to put it. Like I'm, I'm personally sad for Nomad Complex because they had really cool designs and were making really good business. And to have for them to have to shut down like this is really, really sad. But at the same time, if they were based anywhere else in the world, or like based, not 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 just that, but like based in an area where taxes were low, the rent for uh warehouse space is cheap and yeah. and uh and they could find another place to just set up shop they would probably still be in business today that was a, another big snag is that you know oh shit our our lessor is not renewing our lease for this warehouse where else are we going to go everywhere else is expensive as fuck yeah, I, I had always thought that uh, Nomad Complex was based out of um, out of California, which, I mean, probably wouldn't have been a whole lot better, but, you know, at least it wouldn't have been Vancouver expensive. Yeah, yeah, but no, they are based in Vancouver, and, uh, you know, it, it, it really sucks for them. I really hope that um, that they can take from this, they can they can take this experience and they can move on to other ventures or move into other business ventures. Hopefully, not in Vancouver. Yeah, and like hopefully they didn't like file for bankruptcy or anything. Like they didn't have to. They're not like broke or anything. I think they still have a lot of their assets, don't they? Um, I I I couldn't say. Uh, they do have so they do have an issue with. Uh, intellectual property theft. And that's why their website is still up and running, even though they're not selling anything. Right. Because they're having to fight all of these, all of these other sites from third parties and such. Um, A a lot of these uh, fake merchandise uh, printers that, that just like print 
really cool designs from that they've scalped from the internet onto t-shirts they make the money themselves they're trying to fight these people legally to get these uh to get these operations shut down and that's of course costing them money it's costing them money to continue to run their website but they have to because they have to show that hey that's our that's our design that's our stuff that you're putting on your shirt and taking the profit off of yeah I, I know there's um, I know there's actually been a several companies that have had problems with um, like art theft and like Chinese corporations and shit stealing their art. And I don't know, is that like a, is that becoming a more common problem nowadays? Yeah, um, I do believe it is becoming very common. Lots of people there. It, it's it's becoming common that uh, a lot of individuals are basically just scraping uh the internet for cool designs and then they're putting that on their own shirts mm-hmm. and and trying to sell that you know as individuals and it's getting difficult to track to be honest because how do you it's it's easy to track like websites that do this for a bunch of designs it's kind of easy to do but for individuals it's a lot more difficult yeah and Again, you have to go through the legal process of challenging these people with uh, in court, and that costs a lot of money too. Fuck. Yeah. I, yeah. Fuck. I don't even know how you would even uh, be able to financially like handle that kind of situation if you're someone like Nomad Complex. Yeah. Yeah. That's it's just a sad situation, and I, I'm, I hate to see it, but you know, hopefully, like, hopefully, this isn't the end of Nomad Complex. We may, maybe, we'll see. Uh, uh, I'm optimistic we'll see something from them in the future. Yeah, yeah they had quite a lot of talented people working for Nomad yeah. Complex and designing um, a lot of really unique stuff, and hopefully, they're they're moving into other furry. Uh, businesses that can definitely uh, use that talent. Uh, speaking of talented furry businesses, while we're on the subject, mm-hmm. uh, really do want to shout out a, a place, uh, two places actually, in um, that are based in Washington, owned by uh, owned by some really cool furries. Um, I don't know them personally, and um, I'm not like endorsed by them or anything. Um, but if they want to, that would be really cool. Um, there is a, a, uh, there's first company is called slightly furry beverage company. And it's a, uh, cider, um, brewing brewery company. I don't know how to, I don't know what the, the title for, uh, somebody who brews cider is, but they have actually really, really good ciders, um, that are, uh, it's, it's furry owned. Um, but, uh, there's like artwork on the back and it's uh it's like furry art but it one of them is a uh, a cherry cider and it's um there's a uh, a deer on the back uh that's playing a um a lute or something mm-hmm. um and then the other one is a a ginger a ginger cider with a um i forget which was on that one i think it was a uh what the fuck is the the leggies called the um uh, main uh, wolf, main wolf, yeah, 
Yeah. Uh, let me send you the pictures actually, because the uh, the ciders were really fucking good, and mm -hmm. um, probably some of the best I've ever had. And I'm I'm not like much of a cider guy either. And uh, where is the other one? And then the other the other they have like two other flavors. That it's a it's a pineapple. It's called pineapple. And then uh, there's. Uh, there's the Cinnabar one, which is like apple cinnamon. Nice. Okay, yeah, the the ginger one is called Leg Up, and then the cherry one is called Witch's Tree. Oh, man, that's that all sounds so good. Is this like um, alcoholic uh, cider or yeah, non-alcoholic? Uh, it's alcoholic. It's uh, 6.4 by volume. Oh, sweet. Yeah, I'm like, I really wish, I don't know if they deliver or anything, because I, I really want to find out if they deliver, and I regret only taking two cans back with me. Yeah. Um, delivery, I think, I, um, they might, if they have the, um, if they have the license to deliver, then they might be able to deliver it to you. I don't know. I don't yeah, really know the law behind that. I, I just know that. I just know that it's kind of uh, like the, the law is kind of like not very straightforward. You can't really get it. That's bootlegging. Yeah. <laughs> like Actually, you can't, that, you can't ship technically... it, but they can. Yeah. Would that technically be bootlegging? No, not quite. Because bootlegging implies that uh, you're, you're trying to move certain or certain merchandise from one point to another that is prohibited and you're moving it for the purposes of evading taxes or paying taxes on it. Okay. Well, I don't want to pay taxes on it either way. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess, I guess, but let me, I mean, I guess that it's like legal, it's legal bootlegging because they're, they're paying you, you, you paid sales tax on it. Ain't shine. If you're paying taxes, <laughs> <laughs> I want to live out my Burt Reynolds fantasy, damn it. Yeah. Uh, so I also have an I have another um I have another uh, furry company shout out that I'd like to also mention. Yeah. yeah. So this company I just found out about, it's called the Tail Company. Have you heard of them? The Tail Company? Yeah, the Tail Company. And the cool thing about this company is that they make moving tails, moving oh, ears, and moving wings. And it's all custom made. That's cool as shit. Yeah. Um, I, I might look into getting something like this as well because um, they're, it's really cool. And this, this, um, this technology is like awesome. It's not that that it's not really that badly expensive uh custom tails uh are made at uh 229 229 for a moving tail free nice. shipping to the united states um the wings do those they, are those are expensive those are 829 do they make just moving tails or do they make like regular ones too um i think they just make moving tails 
Oh damn! Because I'm I'm like I'm looking for like a tail that I can like that's more easily portable, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, because like the one I have is like it, I love it. Like it's nice, but like the way it sits, it just it doesn't like sit up. It kind of like goes almost at like a ninety like perpendicular to the ground almost. So you're looking for a skunk tail? Do you want it like yeah. moving, or do you want a moving skunk tail, like a a, I, a wagging skunk tail? I basically like want the same like size and shape that I have right now, but like something that just kind of like droops to the ground, and I don't have to like worry about it, like uh, like a rigging system for it or anything. Hmm. You know, like I just want it to be able to like so where I can pack it up and like roll it up, basically. Because the one that I have right now kind of has like a um, not like a frame to it, but it has um, it has like a spine almost, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, and so it, like it, it's like it's uh, it's fixed at an angle. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen your tail before. It's pretty, really cool, really fuzzy. Yeah, I really wish I got more like opportunity to actually wear it other than like just around the house. Yeah. I mean, I I really I kind of regret not bringing my my fursuit, but at the same time, like I ended up on the last day having to go like walk through Seattle with like our luggage. And uh that was not the greatest cuz we're I don't like hills <laughs> and Seattle has some really steep ass hills. And yeah, that would not have been great had I brought more, uh, more stuff. But, um, there was, um, another company that I wanted to shout out that actually carried, um, slightly furry, uh, beverage company ciders. The it's a place in where the fuck was it? Uh, I want to say it was Everett up in Everett, Washington, but it's called Volpine Taproom. Uh, but oh. they they have like a whole like furry theme going on. Like they're you walk in and um, there's a whole fridge. Like it just looks like a regular like bar basically. But you walk in and there's like a whole fridge, and it's got the whole side is just like plastered full of everybody's um, like fursona stickers and. Um, and uh, all these like cute stickers that everybody would leave, and then you go to the back wall where all where more of the beers are, and the whole back wall is covered in more of the stickers. Mm-hmm. But um, and they give you like a uh, a lot of the uh, the menu items are like um like furry themes. So like there's the uh, the the Cuban panini. Oh, uh, sweet. Uh, sounds huh. good. Uh, there's, I, yeah, I'm, there's, I'm legit there's in the mood for a panini right now. Yeah, I really want a panini again. <laughs> yeah. Uh, where'd it go? Uh, shit. But yeah, they have like a whole uh tap room that's uh fox themed, and they have these little um card holder or table flags or whatever the fuck they are. Uh, but they're like little fox butts. Oh, and, uh, cool. Yeah, they're like little 3D printed fox butts. It's really cute. Yeah. Uh, here we go. Uh, I, I will send the address in the uh, in the links and stuff. 
Man, the the first one though, it says uh, the ninety six point nine KLM KLMO. I've been trying to find that station like for weeks, and I cannot find it. <laughs> it's like some of these. I think some of these stickers I actually recognize. Um, oh, there's another ABU sticker. <laughs> oh. Uh, shit. I, I, oh, I love that. I love that one. Um, I don't know, man. I'm just a dog. <laughs> me too, buddy. Me too. Oh, somebody made a the baby tiger meme. Uh, where'd it go? I see a few Polex stickers in there. Mm -hmm. Uh, but yeah, it's it's Volpine Tap Room. Let me find the actual address. I'll. I'll oh yeah, I'll... I've heard of this place. Yeah. Yeah, um, I forget who I told about it um, when I was there, actually. But um, somebody in one of the one of the chats I'm in in Telegram, I think it was Liberty, was uh, they were going in Washington like the week after I was leaving there. So um, I think they I think they may have tried Bullpine Tap Room, and if they didn't, I'm going to be very disappointed. But uh, but yeah, I would totally go back to Washington State if not for if uh, if just for the uh, for Volpine Tap Room and like the nature there because like that's all really all I need. Yeah, <laughs> uh, where's Volpine? Okay, yeah, it's in it's in Lake Forest Park. Uh, Lake Forest Park. Uh, okay. Uh, seventeen seventeen one Bothell Way. Uh, northeast. Okay, so not actually in Bothell though. That's that's very important detail because we were we were confused as shit looking for it because the address is Bothell Way, but it's in Lake Forest, and Bothell's like on the other side of town. Mm hmm. But yeah, uh, it's Volpine Tap Room, and uh, it's just north of Seattle, actually. So uh, if you're ever in the area, um, go check out Volpine Tap Room, and um, uh, be sure to try out their Cuban panini. Oh yeah, absolutely. It also had like this. Um, I forget what the fuck it was, but it was like a uh, like a champagne um, mixed with like a, a sour beer. It was really good. Uh, let me try to find it actually. Anyway, that's not important. But um, but yeah, go check out Volpine Tap Room if you ever in uh if you ever in Washington. And uh, what else did we have on the um? Uh, what else did we have on the news links and stuff here? Oh yeah, zooier than thou. Did we want to talk about that? Uh, yeah, I guess that's the last thing we have. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's the last thing. Fuck. We're saving the absolute worst bottom of the barrel for last. <laughs> yeah. So this for anybody, what? so for anybody who, um, who didn't know, uh, Zooier Than Thou apparently was, uh, was off, uh, Twitter for a while, or should we call it Twitter or X? I, I don't. I don't get it. I don't. On the Twitter. Yeah. 
whatever. Twitter slash X. They were they were um they were off Twitter for a while. Now they're back on Twitter, and there's even a magazine now called Zooey Magazine that tweeted out. Hi, have you checked out Zooier Than Thou? Just so you know, today is an amazing. Uh, no, no, I'm not giving them. I'm not giving them any uh, any positive uh, oh, just publicity. So you know, just so you know, Elon did do a good thing and included in the uh, in reporting that you can report bestiality. Oh, awesome! Yeah, that's what I'm going to do yeah, right now. Yeah, I'm, uh, I encourage everyone to go uh, report uh, Zooier Than Thou because. Uh, you know, uh, my my podcast may not be the best, and I may not be the uh, the best host or the most enthusiastic or anything. But um, at least my <laughs> at least my podcast isn't run by subhuman filth. <laughs> yeah, like Toggle the Rat. Yeah, Toggle the Rat and uh, whatever the fuck that motherfucker that died um, in the Doug was, Spinks. Yeah, Doug Spinks. Yeah, Spinks. Yeah. The dude who used to run a uh, a farm where people would pay him to have sex with uh, the animals in the farm. Like this, literally sounds like one of those fucking like uh, like murder documentary like that you shit you see on Netflix. Like that's how like that's how fucked this mo- this motherfucker was. Like this dude was like Mister Hands on crack. <laughs> <laughs> He did die though. That is, he did yeah, die. That was his only great contribution to society that he died. <laughs> I don't wish cancer upon anybody, but you know, I will make an exception for this guy. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I, I cannot I, I can't for the life of me have any sympathy for anybody that positively shares zoophilic thoughts and actions. No, fuck you. No. Dude, why are their all all of their personas are ugly as fuck too? What do you expect? Uh, do you really expect them to like pay good money? The, they look like the good bro, artists bro, don't want to touch these people. Bro, I don't think the good artists really want to touch these people because they probably are. Like Toggle probably is on meth. I don't care. Oh, yeah, I'll like, say it. I don't give a damn. Wasn't Doug, wasn't Doug Spinks doing um like doing cocaine trafficking too? Shit, was he? I think so. Fuck. <laughs> I I remember like the articles mentioning something about um cocaine trafficking. Wow. Like this dude was mucho fucked. <laughs> I think I saw a picture of Toggle like his face. He he's he's he is not a looker. And I'm surprised that people like meet him at furry cons, have sex with him. I'm like, ew. I, I'm not saying, you know, judge people based on their looks, but for some people, if they I mean, look good, that's part of sexual attraction. Let's just put it out there. You know, it's a fact of life. Okay, You're not- so, somebody, so somebody has um, revealed the identity of Toggle the Rat. Yes. Charles yes. Alexander Berry. Yes, Charles, Charles Alexander Berry, yep. And this okay. dude has gone to furry cons. Uh, he is very well connected in the furry fandom. Like he knows people that can get him hotel rooms and that can connect him with other people that are also zoophiles. And they have like zoophile parties, room parties 
at these uh, at these conventions. And if you think, oh, it's just a few people here that no, this is a very, very large connection of people. Yeah. It's like I don't really I we don't really have the time to go over it right now, but there is a large connection and Charles is part of that where he knows people that he can get what he wants and they can and these same people if you try to tell them hey this dude who is a proud zoosexual is in your convention why do you have them they'll, they'll just ignore you because charles got to them first and talked them into getting rooms getting badges what have you and and they're just like casually just ignoring all the all the haters that want to not really be around this dude yeah like i know he goes to mff fuck yeah but uh yeah i would say uh toggle the rat um not a great guy no but uh, but also sure. shame on shame on these conventions that just let him waltz around at these conventions without any pushback because you're part of the problem you're letting these people just use the convention as a as a platform to spread their zoophilic crap all over the place like i think it was a it was either last year or a couple of years ago where there there were people that found toggles uh zoophile stickers all over the place on mff and of course mff didn't do anything didn't say anything they didn't want to do anything about it because toggle knows people in mff higher ups on mff's uh list that basically just allow him to do whatever he wants like these people not only like allow this but they're they I, I don't want. I don't want to say they like support it, but I know they definitely, they definitely allow it. They definitely don't. Yeah. They don't stop it. They don't step in to stop anything from happening. Like we all. I'm like, have you ever wondered why there are so many like dogs at a con, like more than that would be usual. Please don't tell me it's for that. I don't I don't I don't know entirely for sure, but the more cynical and the more I look into this kind of into these kind of people and like their behavior and what they do at cons, the more suspicious I guess I am of people bringing uh pets and shit to cons. I mean, and that's not to say that like everybody is there is a dog pucker whoever like brings their service animal. I'm not gonna say like the dude who needs like the service dog or anything, or the dude that's blind is also fucking a dog. I don't think that's the case, but I'm just wary of anybody that brings pets to a con, like just knowing that what kind of environment that these cons are. Yeah. So I mean I have done my part. I've I've reported um Zuria than thou. I don't know if anything's gonna happen. I've also reported this uh zoo this uh Zooey magazine uh 
because like, no, this is filth. This is garbage. Watch in about six years, the leftists will want it in their fucking school curriculum or some shit. Oh, no. Probably not even six years. Like, I, I hear so many times about people screeching about, oh, we need to go after and we need to ban this kind of content. Okay, start with this. Start with this. You you want to yeah, screech right. and you want to pontificate about what content should be allowed on the internet and and allowed to profligate on the internet. Okay, start with this. Oh, 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 you're not saying anything about this? Oh, okay, then shut the fuck up. Like you know, the time to the time to put up or shut up is now. And if you're not, and if you're not uh, doing your part to to rid this shit off the internet, then I don't want to hear from you. And I think it's important that people like speak out against this kind of thing. Like, yeah, stop enabling this kind of thing. Stop allowing this kind of shit to happen. We need to actively speak out against it and like speak yeah. out against people that are actually causing harm not like someone just because you disagree with them politically and like i will straight up work with a leftist any day to take down a fucking zoo file i don't care <laughs> yeah absolutely and i i you know you can you can also try and report this on youtube because it's i i know that it's just talk and you know everybody's allowed free speech but Hey, it's fair game if they if the leftists want to go out and including uh, Toggle the Rat. You know he's part of this part of these leftists that like to go after uh, certain people for political views. Okay, you know fair game. We're gonna go after this shit. And I'm, I tell you right now, saying you know giving tips on how to properly fuck your dog is a lot more spicy than just saying, well, you know I kind of agree with Trump on certain things. So, you know, we're going to play that game. We're going to play that game. He he really did the meme of uh I make I make fuck dogs, but at least I'm not rude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That is him. Oh, that's so great. Fuck. Oh. Yeah, fuck this guy. Fuck. Like I know uh, barbecue. I know that you've got enemies. That don't like this podcast because of what you got to say, but at least you got the right to say it. You got the right to say it, and it's not even—it's not even like shit that's contra that controversial. But whereas this, this just—you know—they—they—they they, they just bullshit about you know zoophilia all day, all day, like once a week or whatever. And YouTube says, "Oh, there's no problem with this," and you know you're gonna take that from them, really. That's I wasn't even, I was even yeah. aware I had enough like notoriety to even have enemies. Well, I'm pretty sure they're there. They just they don't they're not going to go up to you in in person. But they no, I'm you're sure just playing on my downfall. <laughs> yeah. Um. God. Do we have anything else? No, uh, I, I think that's it. Well, I I may have had the uh the audio a bit fucky the entire like three quarters of the uh of the um of the episode because I just realized my volume was at full blast this entire time. Oh. So hopefully we didn't or I didn't fuck the whole thing up. But um 
I guess that's really all we have. I mean, we're at just over an hour. We're at just over okay. an hour right now. So that sounds good, actually. Yeah. Do we want to? I don't know. Actually, let me. I haven't really talked about Seattle a whole lot, other than like uh, Volpine. But um, Seattle was actually pretty cool. Um, there was this. We had stayed at uh, this one lady's place. Her name was. Uh, I think her name was Lisa, but a uh, super nice, super nice lady. Um, uh, we were staying in this kind of like yurt thing, which mm-hmm. uh, if you don't know what a yurt is, for those of y'all who don't know, it's like a uh, like a big Mongolian tent kind of thing that has like a wooden support structure inside of it. But uh, ours was actually really nice. It had um, it had heating. It had uh, it had carpet. There was a, a big queen size bed in there. A, um, I believe there was plumbing. Um, there was also a, uh, it didn't have like toilet plumbing. There was like a compost toilet out right outside the tent. And, um, it was, it was actually really cool. The whole experience, but, um, getting to stay in a whole, like a, basically a Zen garden, uh, was this whole lady's backyard. Sounds and, cool. Uh, yeah, it was really cool. There was a there was a whole sauna there that was um I don't know I, uh, Skirtanzi loved it. I thought it was kind of disappointing. Honestly, I didn't really sweat as much as he did. Oh. But um, yeah, Washington is really cool. It's um super fucking expensive. Uh, filled with a bunch of coffee houses that are only open for like four or five hours a day. Uh, and only open for like three days. And like I'm not even shitting you. There was this one coffee house in Tacoma that was open from eleven to three PM. From like eleven AM to three PM on like I think it was like Monday and Tuesday. And I'm like, what? why like like why that's like the shittiest time to work at a fucking coffee shop. Like that that's just dumb as shit. <laughs> yeah. And then they're like, oh yeah, I want like twenty, twenty-five dollars an hour uh for to make coffee for like three hours. No wonder they want that much money for that. Because uh, it's like they're not they they if they I, actually worked 40 hours a week, then the well like actually 40, like store owners store owners they actually work a lot more hours than that but that just sounds like sheer laziness yeah like a lot of these people it's like um i doubt they even work 20 hours a week yeah like a small business it takes a lot of time to run a small business it it you can't run a small business on like 20 hours a week uh two to, or two days a week no that, that that's bullshit like that being said though the progress pride flag waving they thems make some goddamn good coffee (laughs) (laughs) like i i really i i came into seattle like hoping to like you know avoid a lot of the places that have like just the lgbt crap all over them i quickly realized i would have starved to death if that were the case um because yeah everything is covered in like some kind of like a uh, uh, a virtue signaling um whether it's like rainbow flag or progress rainbow flag or fucking trans flag or whatever the fuck 
I saw a lot of BLM, be a lot of BLM crap still up. But um, some of the places though didn't have any virtue signaling, which was nice. Like Dick's, um, Dick's hamburgers was still there. Which um, if y'all never had uh, Dick's hamburgers, it's probably the cheapest thing you can ever find in Seattle. <laughs> <laughs> um i'm not even joking but um gallon uh, you can get a gallon of gas i'm sorry you can get a gram of gas that is weed for cheaper than a gallon of gas in seattle you can get a, a free roll for like 250 and a gallon of gas for five dollars like there is not a single place in seattle that has a that has a gallon of gas for under five dollars with the exception of one which i completely forget what what the fuck it was called but yeah it's expensive as shit to live there but if i mean if you can afford living there and you don't mind like being like virtue signaled at every like five steps like it's great but i i would totally go back there if just for the the photography, the like the nature, and just to hang out with some local furs, which I'm I'm kind of sad I didn't get to do this time. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think I think if um if I go back, um, I'll definitely have to see if you can uh if you want to come up that way too. If uh you and Tex want to head up to uh Washington, and we'll all do a big B and B thing. That would be cool. Yeah, um, I don't know when that would be. Probably not for a while, but shit, that would be. A, I would love to do that as like a just a mini, like almost like a fur meet. Yeah, that would be awesome. Maybe, uh, maybe invite some of the locals there too. Like that'd be really cool. Yeah. Uh, fuck. I guess that's really all I have. Um. Anything else that you wanted to uh, to add? Yeah. Um, for anybody who's a Houston Astros fan like me, we have clinched the AL West. Oh, shit. Just yes. Now? Yes. Oh, fuck. We, we, we've, we, we beat uh, Arizona 8-1. to one. Toronto lost to Tampa Bay 12-8. to eight. And Texas, Texas Rangers, lost to Seattle 1-zip. to zip. So nice. we are in we are in the playoffs, baby. We are so back, Astro. We are so fucking back. Yes. <laughs> man, well, I, man from starting it. off on a very shaky foot, like with a loss, to yeah. going to the playoffs like this, this is a this is crazy good. We've been a very sports centric episode of Higher Mammal. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> Well, we should do that. We should do a sports episode one time. Yeah, because we've got we've got like we've got the the we've got the playoffs happening in in baseball. We have the start of the football season. It just started like we're in like week three or four, and uh, NHL season has just started. So yeah, I I don't know about I don't know about basketball. I don't really follow basketball, but yeah, three different three different sports are going on right now. Yeah, I'll have to I'll have to see how uh, Seattle Kraken is doing because I like they're they're like them and the uh, and the Penguins are like the only teams I follow because yeah. we don't have a we don't have a hockey team. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm 
curious how the uh, the Washington Capitals, my my hometown team, how they yeah. will do this year. Last year, they got they got knocked out early uh, in the chase for the uh, the Stanley Cup. Hopefully, they're doing better this year. Hmm. Well, it'll be interesting to see. I want to be all caps again this year, man. Oh man, I want to. I just want to look forward to something this <laughs> Yeah. Well, I mean, the, the Astros might be in the running for the World Series again. Oh, man, I just forgot. Like, we're coming up on World Series time again. Yeah, yeah. Shit. Man, how the fuck is it already October? I don't know, man. That's... that's... Like, I, like, I swear... 2023 needs to slow the fuck down. Or... I don't know. Like 2023 can like kind of keep going the way it's going. Like just get it out of the way, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. It needs it needs to like slow down around like November or December because those are the those are the only like months I actually get to enjoy around here because it's the only time I can actually go out. Fuck, I can fucking go outside. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, actually. Coming down to a, a cool front next week and down to like eighty. Nice. That's our cool. That's our cool front is eighty degrees. Yeah, here in Maryland, that's it's around in the sixties. It's actually like not bad. Man, I would love to. I would love to just be anywhere like cool right now. Anywhere that's not like hot and humid. Yeah, but because uh, we had like a really hot and long summer. The the foliage, like the fall foliage, is going to go really fast. Oh, damn. Yeah, so we're not really going to have a lot of time to watch the leaves turn because they're already turning, and they're already turning really fast. Well, that sucks. Yeah. Anyway, uh... Oh, shit. You know what? I think I might actually get... Um, I might actually get uh, Fox Musk on here next episode. Oh yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. You've yeah. met Fox Musk, right? I don't know if we've met. Um, I don't know if we've met formally, um, really. But it would be awesome to be in a podcast episode with him. Yeah. Um, I I really want to get art by him, but um, yeah. But yeah, if uh, you want to join me uh, next episode, um, I'm either going to have Keith Skirtanzi or um, uh, or Fox Musk on one of the three, and uh, shit, we'll just have a, a big episode. And uh, I've been yeah. wanting to do I've been wanting to do something with like multiple guests because I've been I've been kind of missing the the back and forth hecticness of it. Yeah, but. Uh, Anything else you wanted to add uh, before we uh, sign out? Nope, that's it. Well, I guess that's all I really have, too. Um, so thank you all for joining us. Um, this has been episode 32 of the Higher Mammal Podcast. I've been your host, Barbecue Skunk, with my guest, uh, Lifty Husky. And uh, y'all can find us on at Higher Mammal on I hate fucking saying it. X, Twitter, whatever the fuck you <laughs> call it. Well, any news of that 
new um podcast in the works or um yeah that's just kind of that's just kind of like mm, i have just kind of not uh, i've it, it's kind of hit a, a like a rocky road kind of sort of and it's just kind of oh, um side burner or whatever I, yeah i've i've kind of gotten burnt out and uh not really gotten back to it so that's just kind of been um more or less i guess uh in development hell now <laughs> for lack of a better term well i mean i hopefully hopefully you can get in it i mean i love listening to your show i mean you, oh thank you you and Thanks, tex you. are like probably my favorite podcasters oh thank you but man, i love i love hearing from y'all yeah. i love um, but i do i do love talking about cars um i do want to talk with some people about their cars because there's a lot of especially here in the dc metro area and the surrounding baltimore metro area there's a lot of people with very interesting cars and very interesting stories to talk about and it's just a matter of uh, how do I get these people, you know, to where we can talk and there's not really a lot of snags logistically. Yeah. Yeah. So that's just part of the development hell part of it. Um, hopefully when I get that resolved, um, we'll, I'll have some more information to put out about it. Yeah. Well, um, let's, sad to see it but um you know hopefully hopefully you get into the swing of things eventually and praying for you yeah thank you but uh anything else you wanted to add or anything i am all good well i guess that's all i have too so um with all that uh stay safe stay free god bless and um don't be toggle the rat. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we'll see y'all next episode for 33. Awesome. See you then. Support for the Higher Mammal Podcast comes from JB Raccoon with KBXN Vixen Radio, Tex Yodi and Lifty Husky of the Lifty Unleashed Podcast. Anchor and listeners like you. Thank you.